Welcome. This is Karen Mudekaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Oh, how she really does it. You guys, it's real. <laughs> it is real around here. One of the things that I talk to my clients a lot about is about being a leader as a leadership coach and a life coach, being a leader, and we are all leaders in our lives. Your mom, you're a teacher, have a leadership position at work. You don't have the leadership titles. We're all leaders. And one of the things about leaders and really good leaders is they have the ability, and I learned this from Brene Brown, they have the ability to hold tension of great things that happen and crappy things that happen. And I've probably talked about that a lot here. And holy moly, right now there's a lot more crappy things that are going on. And I have faith and hope that it will get better. And that saying that I live by of, I live an amazing life and it's a shit show. Right now I'm like, well, we have good physical health. right now. That's, and I laugh. I'm not laughing at myself. I'm laughing with myself. I have good physical health. Like we have good physical health and holy smokes, the aftermath of COVID is incredible. So that's what I'll stop with there. But when I think about how she really does it, that's the truth, my friend. Like there is not an emotion that I have not felt in the last week, last two weeks, I think I felt it all. And it's a journey. (laughs) So on that note, I'm going to talk about one of my new favorite, favorite things that actually is helping me get through this time. And is this TV show that I absolutely could not stand, could not stand it, could not stand it, could not stand it. And I tried it I don't know, a few years ago and I started watching, I'm like, what is this? And this is a shit show. And I was like, absolutely not. And then through COVID, our family's been going through TV shows and we had finished Ted Lasso, which is phenomenal. If you have not seen that, go now, do not stop. It is worth paying for if you must. And I say that very seriously because I do not like to pay additional money for shows, but it is fantastic. It is a fantastic show. But after that, we had had this void. And so we tried the show. And at first I was like, oh, you guys, I don't know. I tried this a while ago without you all. Not a good idea. Don't like it. And I was like, oh, but it's really good. People keep saying this. Like, I don't know. And so anyways, we started watching it. I still don't like it in season one. Everyone said, don't worry, Corinne. Get to season two. It'll be so much better. Kept watching it. My family liked it. They would laugh a lot. And I was like, oh, this is horrendous. But I would be there with them. And I'm like, okay, I'll just endure. Season three. Okay, the characters are kind of growing on me. Sure, I'll spend my time. It's like 22 minutes, I think, for an episode. Or argue about what are we going to watch, right? There's like those 
difficult decisions when, when your decision fatigued aren't easy to make. So it's just easier just to watch the episode. Season four, I'm like, okay, the characters are getting better. I'm kind of liking this. Can I really like it? Season five, I'm in. I'm totally in. Loving it, thinking it's great. Love how the characters have evolved and developed. That would make sense because I love how people evolve and become our better versions of ourselves. Season six, holy smokes. And then I was so sad because it was over. And the show that took me the longest time to like, which I now go back and it's great because it's kind of like a bit of like spin the bottle. It's like, oh, which episode? And we just throw it on and we watch it. I can watch it out of order especially as I talk about having all these emotions, especially the last few weeks. It's something that's lighthearted and funny and it helps me have hope, I guess. But I've really enjoyed the show and it's called Shit's Creek. <laughs> so if you've heard about the show and you haven't watched it, go watch it. I swear it gets so much better. It is so, so worth it. It has become one of my favorite things. And my daughter was telling me the other day that... It's been done for a year and it's winning all these awards now. And I love that. I love that it's taken this life of its own and it took time to get some traction. And thank goodness that we have Netflix where, you know, something can be put out there into the world and it may take time to catch our attention and then it can be so good. And there's so much good in there. I just love it. So for those of you that are looking for something, 22 minutes, I believe, of good comedy, helping hope, not making many decisions, not being terrified. That is the show to watch. I love, love, love it. And it is helping me through these times. With that said, I want to talk with you about stepmom versus bonus mom. And so for those of you that don't know, I am still raising four children been doing this for about 20, I think 27 years, raising kids. It's been a long time for the woman who never wanted to have children, been raising kids a long time. And our youngest two are now 19 and 21, the ones that I birthed. But one of the things that happens in our world is that we become ruled. We are often ruled by the cultural messages that we receive through our lives. And this is part of the reason I love Shit's Creek because they kind of break a lot of the cultural messages. But what we don't realize is these cultural messages, we just don't realize them. We don't realize that they are becoming the vision or the programming of how we're supposed to live our life until the pain becomes too great. So many of you may have heard my story about Carol Brady and from the Brady Bunch. And for a long time, I would compare my life to Carol Brady's thinking, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do it better? You know, the Brady Bunch, they don't have these issues that we have. There aren't any socks on the floor. And I swear like socks on the floor is obviously a huge pet peeve of mine, but I often would compare my life to Carol Brady because I had the blended family, right? I forgot she had Alice. So that's still my dream. And I would beat myself up until one day I was able to get into this compassionate place and think about that and go, Hmm, do I really want to be Carol Brady? Is my life possible being Carol Brady? And she wasn't an evil stepmom, right? We knew that the two families came together. 
They didn't say stepmom or stepdad, but they had this clean house with really very little problems. And I would beat myself up because I thought that was a standard I had to live up to. The other cultural programming that we receive is the evil stepmother. (laughs) And I remember for a long time just accepting like, oh, okay, of course. But what kind of programming does that do? There can be so much shame around being a step parent because it's so hard. I mean, being a parent, let's face it, being a parent is not for the faint of heart. Being a parent is so, so hard, so challenging, so vulnerable. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Am I going to screw up my kid? You know, or they're in pain. I want them to live better than I did, right? There's so much that goes on in parenting. And then when you have the privilege, when I say privilege, the privilege of helping raise another person's, another human's child that they had, it becomes really challenging because there's, you know, torn allegiances. There is different families with different rules, right? There's a lot of things that are really difficult. So being a step parent, really, really challenging. Being a parent of children that you birth, right? It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's the hardest thing I do and it's ever whatever I've done. And the vulnerability is real. So whether parenting your stepkids or your bonus kids or your birth kids or your adopted kids, the real challenge is that no matter who you're parenting, there's a lack of real control, especially as they get older. And the love is so strong. And one of the things that I know from working with all my clients and the Aqua Monster parents is that it takes real bravery to have hope for your child and your child who becomes an adult's well-being and a good life. Because we're so good at dress rehearsing tragedy, right? So as moms, we already are impacted with, okay, here's all these messages of how we're not doing a good enough job. You know, then there's the battle between the working mom and the non-paid. Notice I said non-paid mom, because let's face it, we're all working. Some don't get paid. They don't have a W-2. They don't have an income, but they're working. They're working their butts off. And then there's those of us who are stepmoms. And I believe from my experience, it's more challenging. And a lot of times because of the cultural messages of painting us stepmoms as evil and the challenges that occur with raising blended families. Now, when I was a young step-parent, I knew I didn't like the word step-parent and I was young. It was my early twenties. And I remember when I was asked by my stepdaughter, I don't even like to call her stepdaughter, but when I was asked by my stepdaughter, you know, when you marry my dad, will you become my stepmom? And I remember saying to her that she had one mom and she had one dad and those people would always be in her life and they would always be really important. And I would be her special friend. Now, my 48-year-old self is like, ooh, I don't really like being a friend of a child that I'm raising, right, in a parenting role. But that was the best that I could do when I was that young. And so I'm okay. Like, that's what I did back then. She asked me a question. I gave her an answer. We went with that for a long time. You're my special friend. And then over the past, probably about 12 years ago, I've changed that term to bonus parent and bonus child. And I love that versus step-parent, step-child, step-daughter, step-son. 
stepmom, stepdad, or even special friend. Because I love the idea of bonus. Like we are all bonuses of each other's lives. And that is something that's really important because I do believe in it takes a village to raise children. And I do know, like, as a swim coach in my community, oftentimes I'm that other special relationship, that adult relationship that can give guidance, can give feedback, that has influence who is not a parent, who may not live in that home. And I know the value of that. I know the value of my coaches growing up and them being so significant, being like a second parent in my life, right? So I love this idea of being a bonus parent and having bonus children's like so much better to have bonuses than to have steps, right? Especially with all the connotations that go with steps. So recently it was mother's day and you know, Facebook, there's all these people posting stuff about their mothers and their wives or their daughters, you know, whoever of celebrating mother's day. I also know it's a really tough day for a lot of women, either women who wanted to be a mom and never could and face tremendous loss that way, or women who married someone who had children or a child, but didn't have their own. And so one of my friends in particular, she's a good friend and mentor, and I don't really know the inside scoop of raising her son, her bonus son, because her bonus son's my age, but I sent her a message and I said, from one bonus mom to another, happy Mother's Day. And she was so grateful for that sweet little message. It was a text. And because I also know how lonely it is to be the bonus mom, right? When you go to the softball games or you go to the soccer games and you're kind of there and, but are you really supposed to be there? Graduations, right? And while time can definitely heal, it can really trigger one's belonging in place. And for me, belonging is a huge trigger for me. So it just can accentuate it. So I invite you if you are a bonus mom, to embrace being a bonus mom. If you have a friend who is a bonus mom, look at ways that you can support them. Maybe they're fine on Mother's Day or on their birthdays, or maybe they feel alone. I invite you to have the conversation of what does support look like for them. I know many of you are raising a child that was birthed by another woman. And whether there's a legal document that states you are a bonus mom or not, I invite you to own your role in this person's life. You matter. You make a difference. It is hard. And I invite you to love yourself. Be kind to you. And yes, this will be brave for you to do. And no, many people may never recognize the work you do or have done, but I see you. So today it's an invitation to you to reframe the title of stepmom with all the negative connotations that Disney's given us or, you know, the Brady Bunch or you pick your, you pick your cultural messaging. So I invite you to reframe stepmom and instead embrace bonus mom and with the kids embrace bonus kids because we're bonuses to each other. We are not less than we are a bonus. 
And what I do know for sure is we all need more love and support. And the beauty is our bonus kids are able to get more love too. So let's show up full of love for each other and allowing and knowing, of course, there's going to be the messiness. Because as I opened the show and talked about great leaders have the capacity to hold the tension of amazing things and difficult things, bonus moms, non-bonus moms, <laughs> we're going to have great things and difficult things, sometimes all in a matter of five minutes, sometimes over the course of a day, definitely over the course of a week or a month. So my invitation is let's be a bonus instead of a step. I'm smelling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.